Welcome to Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicMPR.com. This is Elena DelVal, and my guest is Marisa Rivera Albert, who is president of the National Hispana Leadership Institute. Today we will discuss the National Hispana Leadership Institute, commonly known as NHLI. Marisa dedicates her time to fulfilling the mission of the National Hispana Leadership Institute, a nonprofit organization dedicated to the education and leadership development of Hispanic women. NHLI's mission is to develop Hispanas as ethical world leaders through training, professional development, relationship building, and community and world activism. Prior to becoming president of the Institute, Marisa was vice president of development for the organization. She has over 26 years of combined educational leadership development, consulting, international and community development experience. Before coming to NHLI, Marissa was special assistant to the president for diversity and community relations at, at Black Hawk College in Illinois. She also worked for seven years at Western Illinois University, managing the Hispanic Program for Educational Advancement and the Learning to Lead Program for Hispanic Students. Marissa is originally from San Juan, Puerto Rico. She has a Bachelor of Arts in Communications from American University and a Master's Degree in Education Administration from Western Illinois University. She is also a graduate of the Harvard University JFK School of Government Executive Program, the Center for Creative Leadership Institute, the Gallup Leadership Institute, the ACER Harvard Business Executive Program on Corporate Governance, and the Mexican-American Solidarity Foundation. She is the recipient of the Cesar Chavez Community Service Award by the U.S. Hispanic Leadership Institute, the Wesbeth Illustre Medal recipient from the city of Ayacucho, Peru, the Women Helping Women Award by the Hispanic Professional Women's Association, the Trailblazer Award by Latina Style Magazine, the Global Impact Leadership Award from the Hispanic Women's Corporation, the Superior Honor Award from the State Department, the Administrative Excellence in Promoting Multiculturalism Award from Western Illinois University, and the Illumination Award from the City Club of the Quad Cities. She has been featured in Hispanic Magazine, The Woman MBA Magazine, Hispanics Today, a television show, Lifetime Television for Women, Champions of Change, Latina Style Magazine, and Monster.com. Marissa, welcome. Thank you for having me, Elena. It's a pleasure to be with the Hispanic NPR. Tell us about the National Hispana Leadership Institute. I know that I'm a graduate and I know a little bit about it, but our audience hasn't heard and may not be familiar with the Institute. Well, I always like to, to say that uh, NHLI, the National Hispana Leadership Institute, is the best well-kept secret in America. It's a nonprofit organization. We're actually celebrating 20 years of training Latinas for leadership positions. And uh, we have several programs throughout the year. Our core program is our executive leadership program, which is a four-week leadership training where we select 22 Latinas, outstanding Latinas from all over the country, to provide them with executive training, one week at Harvard University Executive Programs, one week at the Center for Creative Leadership, one week in California, and one week here in Washington, D.C. And uh, our goal is to prepare Latinas for positions of influence. Our goal is to see more Latinas in being CEOs, being heads of government organizations and government departments, being part of uh, uh, political appointments, uh, running for office, starting their own businesses. And that's our goal, to take Latinas that have the, the inspiration, have the desire, have the talent, and provide them with the executive training that will give them that catalyst to move faster into society, and in turn, helping us in promote the socioeconomic and well-being of the Latino communities nationwide. That's our core program. We also have Latinas Learning to Lead, which is our youth program, and our goal there is to train our next generation of Latina leaders. These are young uh, ladies, 17 to 22 college students, and we provide them with an extensive leadership training, and also after they finish the week here in Washington, D.C., 
they're also mentored by their cyber madrinas, which is a concept where we actually pair them up with Latina executives on the field that they're studying and make sure that they connect and stay in school. And uh, we also have other programs throughout the year. Uh, all of them is always with the purpose of training more Latinas uh, into promoting themselves, preparing themselves, and influencing them to make uh, the decisions that will affect the greater good in our communities. We have the Latina Empowerment Conferences. We do five of these uh, every year in, in key Hispanic market cities. And our goal, again, is to train more Latinas, to show them the rope, to teach them the, the demands of leadership, to uh, have uh, successful Latinas share their secrets of success, um, and make sure that in each one of these conferences, women are motivated to do a greater and better thing. And our last event during the year is our National uh, Leadership Conference and Mujer Awards, which is coming up uh, this year, November 8th, 9th, and 10th in Denver, Colorado. It's our 20th year uh, anniversary and celebration, but it's also an opportunity for Latinas from all over the country to come, come be trained, be inspired, and uh, get the best mentoring uh, and the best networking that they can in, uh, in just two days of conference um, and inspiration. Let's go back to basics, Marissa, if you would. How did the program get started, and why does NHLI feel so strongly that it needs to train Latinas as opposed to any other group of women? The, the program actually started 20 years ago, and uh, hopefully most of our audience will remember the glass ceiling report, which was uh, uh, done by, uh, by the government, and it showed that minorities and women uh, face a glass ceiling, meaning that they will get to mid-level positions but nothing above. And then a great group of 13 community leaders got together and said, you know what, we see this terrific Latina. Uh, working so hard, everything from uh, from the corporate world to the government to business owners, but then getting to a, to or to mid-level careers and nothing above. And they they did focus groups across the country and asked Latinas, okay, what's stopping you from from moving forward to getting into bigger positions? And that's how they developed really the curriculum for NHLI. Uh, the women said, you know, we, we lack credentials. Most people uh, have more credentials than we do, everything from education and executive training. And that's one of the reasons, of course, that uh, we have engaged uh, Harvard University's Center for Creative Leadership because that provides credentials to the women that participate in our program. Uh, the other one is uh, their own self-limitation. Uh, sometimes they just doubt themselves. Am I capable of doing uh, a higher level position? I'm not sure if I'm qualified or not. So part of our training is to empower them to realize uh, how strong they are, how powerful they are, and how much they already do. Because many times, if you're not given the opportunities, you just assume that you're not good enough. But they've been doing their job, their boss's job, and somebody else's job for half the pay. And we make them realize that look, look at what you're doing. You know, you're you're actually doing excellent work. You just need to reclaim uh, what's yours. So uh, the empowerment of Latinas is extremely important in the institute. And of course, networking. Uh, that is one of the things that they also say. Well, I don't have the network or the circles uh, to to move within the political and economic systems of the United States. And that's part of our Washington Week and our training overall, is to make sure that they're connected. They're connected not only with alumni uh, from all over the country, but they're connected to our funders. They're connected to uh, the political system here in Washington, D.C. They're connected to, to the counterparts in their own uh, regions where they come from. So that was part of the essence of, of starting uh, NHLI, the glass ceiling report. And number two, obviously, if we look at the state of the Hispanic community, we need leaders uh, on a daily basis. We need the movers and the shakers. We need people that are prepared to take on the many challenges that our communities face. 
So the importance of having an HLI is to make sure that we prepare uh, today's trainers today, that we're not waiting for, you know, 20 more years, that we, we, we select women who are ready to face the challenges, prepare them, and then they go back and face those challenges fully uh, prepared, fully connected, and, uh, and inspired to do the big changes uh, that we all need to see within our community. How do you go about selecting only 20 women per class? What are the criteria? What are you looking for? Who are the ideal candidates to participate in the executive leadership program? There is an application process. They need to fill out an application um, that people can actually download from the website. Uh, they need to submit two letters of recommendation. And that's the, 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 the basic application process. Now, after uh, the women apply, then they are also interviewed by alumni who are in the region, and they uh, in personally interview them, either in person or over the phone. And uh, alumni that have gone through the program, they realize the seriousness and also the time commitment uh, that is required to be part of this program. So they make their own recommendations to the board then the board and myself read applications and also make our own recommendations. We also ask the women to be part of uh, a tool that Gallup has developed. It's called the Strength Finder. And uh, after people go through the Strength Finder, it, it brings out your top strengths. So we, uh, Gallup helps us uh, look for women who, who really are key candidates for our program that have leadership skills, that have desire, that have stamina, that have uh, the capabilities of taking on leadership positions. And we take all of those things uh, in, into account before we make the final selection. We select 22 women every year, and the purpose uh, or the, the rationale on how we select only 22 obviously is funding. It's an expensive program and an expensive proposition, so we look for those who are already have a leadership track record in their communities that are doing things to change the status quo in our communities, who see themselves as agents of change. Those are the key people that, or the key Latinas that we look for, the ones that say, okay, these are the issues in the Latino community, and this is how I can see myself influencing that change. And when we compile all of that information, the recommendations from everyone, then we also look for making sure that if we're only selecting 22, so we want diversity in age. We select women 26 and older, so with a spectrum of ages, and it's anywhere from 26 to 68 years old. Uh, we, have, we look for diversity in ethnicity. We want Latinas from all of our different ethnic groups. We also look for diversity in professions. We want to make sure that our classes have representation of the business sector, the corporate sector, the government sector, the private, and the nonprofit sector. So we also look to make sure that the class has enough diversity on all of those. And that's how we make the selection, by looking at all of those different things that make uh, each class uh, an incredible, enriching experience for each one of the participants. About how many applicants do you get on average for the 22 slots? Every year is different, but I would say vary anywhere from 40 to 150 every year, um, depending on uh, you know how many apply for that year. Then the competition is different. Uh, you know the application process is extensive, um, but at the same time, you know there's plenty of competition. And what happens once you narrow the pool down from the 40 or the 150 original applicants to the 22 that are selected? What happens after that selection process? Well, after they, they're selected, then they, they're part of the NHLI family, and they go through an extensive four-week training. The first week is in uh, San Juan Bautista, California, and during that week, uh, we focus on them. We focus on each one of them, and they focus themselves uh, on, on themselves, their, their back histories, their, their childhood, their neighborhoods, where they come from, their ethnicity, 
all of those are key issues. If you know yourself well and you're sure of who you are, it will make uh, a greater statement as you move forward as a leader in your community. So for us, the California Week is extremely important to anchor everyone to knowing that their roots, their ethnicity, their background, their childhood, their family, their neighborhood, all of that are pieces who made who you are today. And to some, uh, it's it, uh, 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 some source of, uh, it's pride involving all of those. Other ones have had traumatic passes that still affect them in the day-to-day workplace. Um, so for us, it's important to focus that no matter which experience have you had in the past, all of those experiences enrich who you are and make who you are today. And we focus on that. What does it mean to be a Latina? What does it mean to be a Latina leader? What does it mean to be a woman and be a leader? So we, we tackle all of those different issues during the uh, California week. Uh, all the four weeks are through a nine-month period. So our first week is usually the end of February. Then in April, we take the same group of women and we take them to Harvard University to the John F. Kennedy School of Government. And during that week, our goal is to make sure that they understand the importance of, of course, an additional uh, credential for them. But uh, the important piece at Harvard is to see themselves as public servants, that they understand what does it mean to be in in the public eye. Um, Also, it's important for them to experience being at Harvard, the importance of knowing about case studies and presenting their own case studies because then we discuss those and make sure that we leave Harvard with an action plan on how you're going to resolve your case study. It's an important um, academic tool. It's an important credential tool uh, during the academics. I mean, we have presentations, everything from women in the global leadership to uh, negotiations to leadership training to political empowerment. All of those are part issues uh, in the Harvard week. Um, the third week, they independently go on their own to CCL, the Center for Creative Leadership, which is ranked one of the top leadership programs in the country. And the goal there is to have a 360-degree assessment on who they are, um, how do people perceive them, um, how do people in their workplace perceive them. So they have a whole battery of psychological tests and surveys that they before they go to CCL, but it's uh, an important tool to make your own assessment or have other people assess your performance, your supervisors, the people that you supervise. And then you're there with a whole other group of people that are also discussing the same issues, the importance of team building, the importance of, uh, of your own leadership skills, and really look at yourself in a 360-degree assessment. You actually have time to, to meet with, uh, with a coach will actually discuss your results as well as your future plans. So it's a terrific opportunity to really uh, empower yourself with what what you have built in uh, or what you're built in with, which is your own character, your own background, your own knowledge, and your own analytical um, um, potential. Then the the fourth week is here in Washington, D.C., and it's in September. And uh, during that week, our goal is to show the women, show them the ropes of, of working with Congress. Uh, they have visits with the congressional representatives, either on the Senate or on the congressional side. We, we make sure that they have briefings at the White House, at the State Department, at the OAS. Uh, they also have visits uh, with the congressional representatives, and we also honor the la- seven Latinas in Congress. So we have a, a, a breakfast where we honor them, but it's also an opportunity for them to see themselves perhaps in the future, to be part of Congress, uh, to see uh, these Latinas who are on a daily basis taking on some of the greatest uh, challenges and opportunities that America has to offer. Um, we also, obviously, that's the last week where we celebrate uh, with their graduation and the culmination of a whole year of, of training and hermandad. And you oversee the executive program through the four-week sessions, right? Exactly. Exactly. 
and our youth program is uh, basically they also have to fill out uh, an application process and they also have to send letters of recommendation and we actually have alumni who help us read through you know hundreds of applications that we get for that program and we also select 22 and we look for again for young Latinas who are in college who have the desire to participate in the well-being of the Latino community and then we bring them to DC and it's kind of a combination of our California and DC week we combine it here in DC for our young ones our uh, young Latina leaders uh, but in addition we provide them with uh, some information that they need at their age group we actually work on public speaking we work on uh, fixing or working with their resumes, preparing them for interview, job interviews, dressing for success. So they have a few other workshops that are different from uh, our executive program, but our goal is to prepare them to to be prepared for for the world uh, that is uh, that 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 they're excited uh, to be going into, which is the career world. Does the junior program also go through a four-week training session? No, they only do a week, and that's the, that's what I was explaining. That it's a combination of the two weeks that we do with the women. I combine it all in one. I see. So they, it's they're here in D.C. So they 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 we have a briefing at the White House. We have a briefing at the State Department. We visit we visit uh, the National Council of La Raza, uh, but we also bring the trainers that we bring to the women in California. So to me, it's a combination of some of the core elements of the executive program. And in addition to that, uh, we also incorporate some of the needs uh, of their age group. It's a condensed, in, in some ways, it's a condensed version of the executive program with some additional elements. Exactly. It's very condensed. Some of them, they think that they're coming here for touring of, of, of the monuments, and then they realize they're here for a boot camp. And that, that brings me to the question for, for those of us who have been fortunate enough to go through the program. It, it sounds very glamorous, but it's actually a lot of work. As you described it, it's a boot camp in a lot of ways. It, it's intense. Uh, we mean business. I mean, when we make the big investment of, of the women as well as the young Latinas, we want to make sure that they're fully prepared, that if there are issues that they need to address, they address them. If they have in, uh, aspirations, that we can help them uh, achieve those dreams. Uh, we're serious about the work that we do. We want to see Latinas in positions of influence ayer. We want to see them since yesterday. We want to see them right now. Uh, you know, the need for leadership in our communities is huge and it's immediate. So for us, it's always that sense of urgency. We can't wait another 10 years to develop these leaders. We need to develop them now, and they need to be actively involved right now. And that includes our young group as well as our executive program. So to me, it's, it's the purpose of NHLI is to develop the leaders of today, today. I mean, these, these uh, are movers and shakers that just with the training, the inspiration, the networking, and the coalition that we build, they can move quickly and uh, and do great things. Uh, and, and that is proven that actually more than 10% of our women run for office. Before they come to the Institute, that was not even in the spectrum of possibilities for them. But after going through all the training, they realized that the best and the fastest way to impact change has been by running for office. Everything from city council to school board to congress are all positions that our women have run for so it, it is uh, an extremely effective way of training latinas we see more latinas in corporate america we see more latinas starting their own business we see more latinas in in elected or appointed positions and all of those uh, have been influenced by the training that these women and this young lady have uh, with the Institute. For the young group, I have to admit, some of them had never left their hometown. Uh, and all of a sudden, we bring them to D.C., have opened a whole um, sky of opportunities. And, and to see them come back, I have four working on senators and, and, 
congressy for offices. I mean, these are young ladies that had never left their hometown, had never picked up a plane. All of a sudden, you open opportunities, and they're, they're, they're taking over. I just see them. And said, I know that a lot of the interns and, and, uh, and young uh, men and women that work in Capitol Hill are the ones that make things happen. Well, those are our young ladies that are back here after we train them. They say, this is where I want to be. They make the move, and they're here. So to me, those are the success stories because we can't wait much longer. The Latino community needs activism. They need leadership, and they need people who are ready to take on the challenges, and those are our terrific women. How many women are we talking about, Marissa? How many women have graduated from the two programs? Yeah, from uh, both the executive program and uh, Latinas Going to Lead, it's about 600 Latinas that we have trained. And we are also counting, I mean, those, those are with the uh, core program, but we also, through the Latina Empowerment Conferences, have already trained 2,500 women uh, with the seven demands of leadership, preparing Latinas for leadership, and sharing the secrets of success. With those are all the different market studies that we have uh, taken the conference to. Uh, and that's only a one-day conference, but it, uh, to me, it, it, I also see it that just by presenting some key elements of leadership, by providing them with examples of successful Latinas sharing their secrets of success, that we have inspired them to go back and do more. And, and to me, those are also uh, opportunities of, of developing leaders at a maybe not as a, an ex with extensive programs like we have, but at least at the regional level, they can go back and be re-energized and motivated to do more. Tell us a little bit more, Marissa, if you would, about the successes you were talking about, 10% of the graduates running for office. What other successes have you witnessed from the graduates? Go ahead and boast. Well, uh, uh, many of them. I mean, that one of those uh, with our impact study, the 14-year impact study, we also asked them, uh, you know, how many of you were making X amount of money? I mean, one of the, the, the goals is to see them and they move into upper-level management positions, and that is tied in with salary. So to see them move into upper-level, which automatically increases their salary, it's one of the highlights of, of our impact study. Um, also, um, one of the or two of the requirements of women that participate in our program is to mentor two other Latinas uh, and also to develop a leadership program that will affect 25 uh, people or more. And uh, that those are also some awesome successes because these are women that maybe they took on, uh, uh, for example, one of them, she wanted to clean up her neighborhood. She, she had a neighborhood that was drug-infected, scan-infected, and she said, I need to clean up my neighborhood. This is where I live, this is where my children live, and this is not acceptable. And she said she didn't know how to do it. She just knew she wanted to do that. But after she went to the program and, and realized, well, first, that politics is important, that if you want to clean up your neighborhood, you need to go to city council members, first state the problem, and then state the solution. And she was part of stating the problem, and second, of coming up with the solution. So as she came up with the solution, uh, she was fully in charge. She says, well, you know, if you want to clean up your neighborhood, what are you going to do about it? And I said, well, if you look at the vacant lots of young yards and, and, and uh, you know, old cars that have been parked there for years. She says, well, first I need to clean, up, clean it up. Second, I need to own the land so I can build a community center where children and elderly and, and women in the community can enjoy their community. So that's what she did. And she said it was all the training of an HLI that actually allowed her or helped her to to navigate the complicated systems of politics and local community, but at the end, she was also seeking federal funds, which I also had to come back to D.C. And, and seek some federal funding to clean up her neighborhood. Well, she ended up building a $10 million community center in her neighborhood. All of that, it's all the skills. Obviously, she had the ganas, she had the inspiration, 
uh, but she needed the know-how to, and I think NHLI gave her those tools so she could run and do that. So cleaning that neighborhood uh, became an incredible success story. For those who decide to run for office, it's another success story. Uh, that they never thought about it, but then they realized that, you know, that the fastest, quickest way that I can do this is by running myself. Many of them who are involved in anything from voter registration and being involved in campaigns, they realize that they're running the campaigns, they're running maybe the candidates, and they decide, hey, it's time for me to run. Uh, I have nothing else to lose. And those are other success stories. Women who perhaps work for corporate America, and they realize that they're doing their job, their boss's job, and somebody else's job, and they're not getting equally paid. They say, hey, if, I'm, uh, if they're using my material to either do their marketing for the company or they're using my material to do the president's report, I'm good enough to be on my own. So they realize how powerful and how talented they are, and then they start their own businesses. So those are all success stories that we can share over and over and over again. Are there any particular alumnas that you have permission to speak about that you can share as case studies with us? Of course. But the one that, uh, that I just mentioned, Irene, is in the Santa Ana, California, um, in the Santa Ana, California neighborhood. Uh, Irene Martinez. She's the executive director of Delhi Community Center. That's the one who built the $10 million community center. Uh, we also have uh, Esmeralda Santiago, who is the author of When I Was Puerto Rican, Almost a Woman, uh, The Turkish Lover, uh, and uh, she always remembers that she always wrote but never really pushed herself to to publishing her work, but then after going through NHLI, one of the things that she committed herself in California was like, I'm going to tell our stories, the Latina story, that I'm not from here, I'm not from there, how difficult it is to be in the island, how difficult it is to be in New York, and you're, if you're in New York, you're, you're, you're New Yorican, you're not really as Puerto Rican, when you're in Puerto Rico, well, you're that gringa that came from New York. So those identity issues that many Latinas face uh, was part of her book when I was Puerto Rican, and it be became uh, it's an Emmy winner and has done uh, very, very well. But she always um, thanks the Institute for inspiring her to move on and, and do better. We have uh, Becky Barrera, who was the, the founder of the National Latino Children's Institute. She wanted to work for children. And, uh, and she started uh, a little nonprofit in, in Austin, Texas. And all of a sudden it became a national Latino Children's Institute who, who um, uh, have actually have uh, the permission to do El Dia de los Niños, I believe sometime in, in March or September. I can't remember the, the date. Uh, but uh, again, just thinking big. They might have started small, but they think much bigger. I think of our young Latinas who their leadership project is to go and mentor um, high school and junior high school students, the ones who are organizing mentoring programs within their communities. There are hundreds of those. What would you say is the most challenging aspect of the program for somebody who's thinking of participating in one of the two programs? What would you say is the most difficult part? Um, I think uh, the most difficult is deciding to apply. I think the application process is extensive. Uh, I always uh, remind them that uh, uh, being part of the institute is a call to action. It's not about building your resume and adding a few more credentials to your resume. It's about truly doing something about it. And uh, so to me, it's making that decision that this is a call to action. What am I going to do next? So that would be one of the challenges uh, that people might have. The other challenges that that women or, or Latinas have is actually taking, uh, making sure that they have the time, uh, because it's four weeks of your uh, of your work uh, time and your um, home time that you're going to have to be give away to focus on you. So that's a challenge. 
um, even in the in the workforce, that uh, uh, we still uh, have that glass ceiling where uh, our employers don't see the benefit of their employees going through an executive program that will make them better employees at the end. But just thinking of uh, giving permission of four weeks of training, it, it's a challenge for some. If you have um, children or small children, you must be able to have a, a good support system that is going to help you while you're gone and during those four weeks. So those are some of the challenges of, of participating in the program. What are some of the rewards after they go through the application process and they're selected? What would you say that you've heard from the graduates are the things that they treasure the most from having gone Al through the process? Almost on, on a daily basis, as you hear them describing their story about NXLI, uh, they describe it as life-changing, transformational experience. Uh, it's almost every single one of the women that participate in the program, uh, either all the weeks, some of the weeks, some you know, something really touched you in, in a transformational way. And that's the way we like to look at NXLI. It is a truly transformational leadership program that although you might think you were the, the greatest thing since sliced bread, you know, we, we're yet to tell you that um, there are changes that you either need to make or focus and that, uh, yes, you're great and now we need to make you even greater. So it is life transformational uh, to be able to uh, to focus on what your next goal is. Sometimes we just want to do it all and, and, and have all great ideas, but we don't know or even know where to start. I think the, the program has helped many women to really focus, okay, this is where my biggest contribution could be. If it's in education and immigration and corporate America and government, whichever way you decide to go, but usually is the experience through the institute that's going to help you focus on what's next. In terms of costs, Marissa, I know that you didn't mention it as a challenge, but in addition to getting the four weeks off for the executive program and the, and the week in the junior program, the program requires that they all be able to pay a certain amount in fees, and they also have to find their way to the four different cities. Would you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes. There's a cost. If, if you're not with Corporate America, $3,500 is the cost of, of participating in the program. Uh, and you also need to uh, pay for your travel to the four cities of training. Now, the equivalent of, of what you're getting is about $25,000. So when you look at the investment, you're making an investment on yourself but what you're getting is worth more than $25,000. Just, you know, $3,500 would not even cover one week at Harvard. You're getting four. You're getting Harvard, Virginia, Washington, D.C., and California. If you are in corporate America, we ask that your employer pays uh, $12,500. So it is an investment uh, in the employee that the companies are making. We also tell uh, women that are, are looking into applying if, if funding is one of, of your key impediments of even applying. I said, you know, never in life let money be one of the things that stops you from doing something. Follow your dreams, apply, and when you apply, we can work with that. There are some funders that give scholarships. Uh, the institute can, can uh, at least help with one-third, and then you can... If you, if you demonstrate your needs, we'll help you in any way, shape, or form that we can help. Uh, if it's either with the travel or if we can help with part of the tuition. Um, so there's a, where there's a will, there's a way. So I will uh, encourage any Latina who's ready for this challenge just to apply. And if they get accepted, then we, we can settle how we're going to negotiate or figure out a way for payment for the tuition and the travel. How do you make the program work? In other words, you're receiving a limited amount of funds from the participants themselves mm -hmm. and sometimes from their companies if they're part of a large corporation. Um, do the different organizations, 
like CCL and the JFK School of Government at Harvard, do they host the program? Tell us a little bit more about how that's structured and what kinds of sponsorship needs you have. Perhaps some of our listeners might be interested in getting involved and supporting you. Um, sure. Well, uh, CCL has been uh, an, uh, a fundamental uh, partner with uh, NHLI for the 20 years. They certainly give us uh, a scholarship uh, um, a prize for our women only. Uh, but also, uh, we are a nonprofit organization, so uh, myself and uh, our board members uh, are constantly fundraising 24-7 for 365 days out of the year uh, in order to defray the cost. Uh, it's not only the training, but the staffing and, and the putting things out. Uh, so we have a strong core group of about 40 corporations that uh, partner with NHLI that do believe in the mission of being more Latinas in positions of influence. Um, and uh, so we count on their support to make sure that we can actually cover uh, the huge cost of training these women. What kind of sponsorship opportunities do you have available should our listeners be interested? Could you tell them a little bit about your needs and know, for, for corporations, there's incredible amount of opportunities within NHLI. We have levers of sponsorship that will give you a marketing opportunities and branding opportunities with NHLI all year long. Everything from having your name in our brochures and our newsletters and our annual reports to truly participating in some of the key Hispanic markets where we present our Latina Empowerment Conferences or host our programs or host our national conference. So the, those are all different key cities that uh, corporations are certainly interested in. Also, if you look at the 800 billion purchasing power of Latinos and Latinas, you need to understand that uh, out of those 800 billion, 62% are Latinas who control that power of purchasing uh, as the uh, most of us know who are the shoppers, who are the buyers, is Las Mujeres. So our women uh, control a lot of that purchasing power uh, and decision-making, everything from buying the car of the house to the house themselves to uh, running and being the CEOs of their home. Uh, there's a lot of decisions um, that are affected uh, by the women of the house that affect corporate America today. So my message to the corporations, if you're not investing in NHLI, you're, you're really wasting a, a wonderful opportunity to reach an incredible uh, market, which is the women that are part of our institute and our network, who are the women who are really uh, the ones making the, the, the marketing and the purchasing decisions in their homes and in the workplaces. There are opportunities to sponsor our events which there are many, uh, they can visit our website at www.nhli.org, and you can look into sponsorship of opportunities, and you can uh, uh, check all those possibilities. Uh, we, we also have our national conference coming in November 8th, 9th, and 10th in Denver, Colorado. There are many sponsorship of opportunities there. I would say also one key interest from our corporate partners is the war for talent. Uh, they're looking for uh, prepared, uh, experienced Latinas to hire for the company. And this will be, we're having a recruitment fair, and uh, this will be the perfect opportunity for you to bring your job opportunities uh, to the conference and meet over 650 Latinas who will be there. Uh, testing you out and finding out what opportunities do you have that they might consider for future employment. We also have companies that are in the health and well, uh, wellness. Uh, we will also have a health and wellness fair with a lot of companies uh, um, sharing uh, either their products um, and, and marketing to uh, our group, which is Latina. I'm looking on your sponsors page on the website and I see a lot of very well-known companies 
just to name a few, in the A's, for example, you have Altria, AARP, Anheuser-Busch, AT&T, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the Center for Creative Leadership, Coca-Cola, and the list goes on. So they, of course, would be joining a very respectable roster of organizations and companies that are already supporting your efforts. Marissa, would you tell us, of course, our focus is marketing and public relations to Latinos. Would you tell us a little bit about your efforts to reach out to your audience groups, which are, of course, diverse in age and ethnicity and geographic location, but all have in common the Latino link? How do you go about finding candidates for your programs and reaching out to them to encourage them to apply and then staying in touch with them as they go through the process and graduate? Uh, well, obviously we have uh, the alumni database, and that's how we, uh, nowadays the email system is one of the best ways to keep in touch or at least to uh, transmit information fast, quickly, and on a daily uh, way. Now, for marketing and PR, obviously, every time that we go to a new city, is announcing our events, our Latina congressional, our Latina empowerment conferences, uh, events that are happening. We also use the local media to announce who has been selected to the program. And for our partners, uh, the good news is that you will be sponsoring someone from your local hometown, for example, if that's what you desire. There are opportunities to, to brand yourself with the Premier Leadership Institute in the country. Uh, we, Our alumni are really our best marketeers. They're the ones who are always looking for other strong Latinas who they see are, are great candidates for the program. So word of mouth is one of the ways of, of recruiting. Uh, obviously, our website is another, and using also our corporate uh, partners to also promote um, our um, institute within their company. Um, we also have uh, partners with uh, state and local governments, which they also promote our institute. Um, so we're constantly marketing and, and using PR as an opportunity to share first uh, the, the alumni who have been selected to the program to the ones who have graduated to uh, promoting our events at the local and national level. Tell us a little bit briefly about the this year's big event, of course, which is the 20th anniversary conference in Colorado. If you could give us the highlights. Uh, yes. The highlights is a, is a two-day um, incredible conference that will provide um, two days of cutting-edge leadership development, networking, inspiration, and opportunities for people to, um, uh, to empower themselves. Um, so uh, we would like to invite all Latinas, Latinos, and anyone else who is interested in receiving some good training from CCL, from Harvard, and the Disney Institute. Those are the key main leadership trainings. But then we have an incredible list of, of speakers and, uh, uh, and trainers who will be with us for those two days uh, really working on uh, a career track, health and wellness, and we also have a youth track of concurrent workshops that will be going back and forth. We also will have um, the conclusion of the event will be on Friday at night with the Mujer Awards Gala. And we're honoring three outstanding Latinas for their lifetime commitment to the Latino community. And uh, we're honoring Rosario Dawson, who's an actor and activist. She's getting the chair uh, award for her work on getting the Latino vote out, and also her incredible work as an actress. Uh, we're also honoring Dr. Bonilla Santiago, who is a professor at Rutgers University and has done incredible work within the Latino community at the local and national level. And Dr. Mary de Ferreire, who is the president of um, International Multicultural Psychological Service, who has used her, her background, her experience to help uh, Latinos with mental health issues in the, in the Rio Grande Valley area. 
Uh, we also have some other feature speakers like uh, Maite Prida, Esmeralda Santiago, Julie Staff, Maria Marin, Consuelo Kickbush, and the list goes on of incredible Latinas who will be presenting the, during those two days. We also have uh, Latina producers who will be part of uh, Latina, uh, Latina uh, film producers uh, during our luncheon on, uh, on Friday. So it's a, it's a great opportunity. Also during those two days, we're going to have the career, uh, uh, career, career fair and health and wellness fair. So it's opportunities for partners uh, to also uh, buy a table and, uh, and bring uh, their job opportunities as well as their health and well-being uh, products uh, to this uh, incredible group of Latinas that will be in uh, in Denver, and obviously for us, it's uh, it's a source of pride and excitement because we're celebrating 20 years of Latina leadership. So we will be honoring, obviously, all of our alumni, our founding um, partners, uh, those who actually helped uh, build NHLI 20 years ago. Will also be invited to be honored uh, during these two days. What is the cost of admission? The cost of admission, if you uh, register before October 15th, is $375. And you're expecting about 650 attendees, you mentioned. Exactly. Or more. Thank you, Marisa, for joining us today from Arlington, Virginia. And thank you, Elena, and thank you to Hispanic NPR for giving us the opportunity to share uh, our successes, our future, and hopefully the partnership of all of you. And to our audience, thank you for listening to Marisa Rivera Albert, president of the Hispanic Hispana. And to our audience, thank you for listening to Marisa Rivera Albert, president of the National Hispana Leadership Institute, who discussed the National Hispana Leadership Institute, brought to you by Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicMPR.com providing you essential information on America's largest minority. Please share your suggestions, questions, and ideas by leaving a comment on the HispanicNPR.com website. If you or someone you know would like to be on the show, you can email me directly at editor at HispanicNPR.com. That's editor at HispanicNPR.com. For more information, on how to reach Hispanics with marketing and public relations tools, visit our resources section at www.hispanicmpr.com. That's www.hispanicmpr.com.